Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Solid Rock Carrier. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series. Short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If it happens on the Cars Tour, Stickered Up is chewing on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn. And welcome in to another edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast for the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. We were at Ace Speedway this past Friday night for the running of the Pereer Tank Lines 225. Two exciting races decided with last-minute last uh, antics in both. On the pro late model side, Caden Quapple found victory lane for the first time since the season opener. We'll go to Tony Stevens and Pit Road TV for the call. For the second time this season, the Solid Rock Carriers Pro Late Mile Tour. This time led to the green flag by Mason Diaz. Off turn number four. Prepare your tank line. 75 is green. Lap number one, no surprise, Mason Diaz on the point. Look at that fight behind him for seconds. Caden Quapa and Luke Fithouse side by side. Oh, caution is out. Yellow is out. For the KRC power steering restart zone. 35 laps to go. Mason Diaz leads him off to turn number one. And look at Caden Quapa, Luke Finhouse. Three wide briefly for the race lead. Through the KRC power steering restart zone after the Austin McDonald engine expired. Field race is off to turn number one. Diaz slips to the speedy dry. Quapa up the hill. He's out on the concrete. Side by side for the race lead. Look at Diaz sideways in the bottom. Oh, he is loose right there on cold tires. And Quapa once again, short run. That launching speed could be enough for him to the stars finally align for Quapa to get it done. We'll see. And oh, Diaz now under assault from Luke Finhouse for second. Yeah, Finhouse smells blood in the water. He wants to take second to get by that six car. If for nothing else, to have a shot at Caden Quapple, but heck, he wants second. Second's always better than third. You're a racer. You know how this works. You want to finish as high as you possibly can. Oh, contact. Diaz into Finhouse trying to get the crossover. Very aggressive move, but props to both drivers. Able to be aware of the situation and both hang on to it. My goodness, I didn't think Diaz had a prayer there in three, but what a send there to the bottom of turn three. And Oh, and Finhouse might return yeah. the favor. Oh, yes, he did. Caden Quapple leads the field to the KRC Power Steering Restart Zone. Gets the jump on Luke Morey. Here comes Katie Hettinger for second. Quapple is free and clear. Hettinger up to second. And where did Cody King come from? He now challenging for third right now. And I feel like he feels a lot like William Sawallers did at Tri-County that he feels maybe this one could have been taken from him. Watch out, Cody King. Around goes Cody King in turn number one. Fight's going to be for third as they chase down Quapple in turn three. Diaz made quick work of the rest of the field. Is he able to make quick work of Katie Hettinger? He is down to the bottom, side by side, for second and for fourth. And Diaz able to get clear of Hettinger. What a move for second. And had Mason Diaz about two-tenths faster than Caden Quapple in the open track. Can he get to him in this final lap? Down the back stretch. Quapple sets the Corvette parts ride into turn three. And Caden Quapple will visit Edelbrock Victory Lane. Here is part of the Perrier team. Think lines 225. I think most folks in this pit area thought long run speed would win this race. Did you expect your short run speed to win it? And where did you find it on the outside on those crucial restarts? 
Yeah, it was definitely long run. I think he was just a little better than us. Uh, short run, I think we just fired off a little too tight. But on the restart, I think he just didn't get heat in his tires good enough. And we were able to get the lead the first time. And then when the yellow came out again, I think uh, I think we were both yeah, pushed up the hill. And then I was just able to carry momentum going into three and clear him. Uh, entry to three. And then once they got side by side, that's when I was starting to pull away until he lost yellow. But I don't think our short run is that good. Long run are a lot better. But just restarts was what helped us the most. Uh, Pinning them down on the bottom like that and just able to just hold momentum on the top definitely helped. Carson Quapel, the winner. Mason Diaz finished second uh, after a spin with Luke Fenhouse late in the event that sent both cars to the back. Fenhouse rallied back for a third place finish. Katie Hedinger fourth. Luke Mornay fifth. Nick Loden sixth. Rusty Skews finished seventh. Penn Krim eighth. Cody King ninth. And tenth was Austin McDonald. Soon as the pro late models were done, the late model stock cars took to action. A first-time winner in 2022 in Caden Honeycutt. We go back to Tony Stevens with Pit Road TV and the call. The lights are out around the famous 410 Smile Ace Speedway. Ryan Millington and Caden Honeycutt lead the field through the KRC Power Steering Restart Zone. The green is out and the $10,000 to win per your take lines 225 presented by Ken Hepler's memory is underway. Lap number one, barely, I believe, may have went to Caden Honeycutt or Ryan Millington. It's hard to say. That time by, 16 one-thousandths of a second to Ryan Millington. As Honeycutt continues to fight on the outside, Millington on the bottom. This time by, it'll go to Caden Honeycutt for the race lead. Green flags out. Into turn number one, Honeycutt and Millington one more time. Connor Jones fills a hole up in third right ahead of Connor Hall. I feel like I'm watching a replay of the start of the race. They lean on one another. New leader, lap 31, Caden Honeycutt to the point. And on the jump, Millington, that's the best restart he's gotten on the top all night long. Draws even with Caden Honeycutt. And now off turn number four, new leader, Ryan Millington on lap number 69. Uh, Honeycutt not going to give it up that easily, though, battling back on the inside. How about Josh Berry right behind them, making that high line work, trying to get behind Chad McCombie for third. Two by two, this is some great stuff here at Ace. And boy, it is tight right there for third between McCombie and Barry. Josh Barry, who was back in about 10th earlier. Same Josh Barry? That is correct. Okay, just checking. <laughs> two by two for the race lead. Honeycutt on the bottom this time, trying to get the drive. He does. Honeycutt to the lead on lap number 71. No, they are not. Millington pinning Honeycutt down it, pretty much as low as he can to try to force him to run a little bit of that apron. Uh, it looks like to work for Honeycutt that time, though. So Honeycutt, nice little battle. It was about 10 laps that they were side by side, but Honeycutt clear. But now Millington, hands full of Chad McCombie off at turn number two. So Honeycutt back to the lead on lap number 76. Now Millington, did he burn up? Well, I'm not going to use the term burn up the tires yet, but did he perhaps upset them and make them a little unhappy trying to race Caden Honeycutt in the uh, in that, that run? Because it looks to me like it was good early, and he may have pushed it a little bit. And now that car appears to be sliding and ill-handling compared to what we saw earlier. 100 laps complete. There you see Caden Honeycutt and Chad McCombie flash by. And if you had any doubts prior, there are doubts no longer. Chad McCombie is there. The gap was in tenths of a second. Now it's measured in a matter of car lengths. Caught about three of them as they cross start finish this time. With now six laps to go, he's just going to nurse it home. But man, oh man, Chad McCombie cannot buy a break hardly this year. Uh, 
And Caden Honeycutt, with no pressure anywhere, works around the guy who was pursuing him five minutes ago, limping after a failure. And Caden Honeycutt comes through turns three and four, and it's $10,000 richer. Caden Honeycutt wins the Perrier Tank Line 225 in memory of Ken Hepler, Josh Berry, Connor Hall, Ryan Millington, and Jacob Hefner round out the top five. Here he is, Ace! Caden Honeycutt in Edelbrock's victory lane. Caden gets the hat on down here. First thing you said to your dad, this was for Papa. How much was that driving you tonight? Oh, not much. Um, yeah, this is hard to talk about, man. Just uh, He meant so much to me. He was one of the biggest supporters I ever had. Next to my dad and mom. Just, uh, oh my goodness. It's unbelievable, man. I, I had things go our way. I was racing Millington really hard, and we uh, we had a heck of a race there. And I had no idea that Chad was behind me. Um, they just kind of kept me focused and tried to keep my mind off of it. And, and then when Brad said he blew the corner down there, I'm not sure what happened. It looked like he had an issue. But, um, and we just had some luck finally for the first time this year. Caden Honeycutt, your winner. Josh Berry finishes second. Connor Hall, third. Ryan Millington, fourth. Jacob Hefner finished fifth. Connor Jones, sixth. Jonathan Schaefer, seventh. Jared Fryer, eighth. Chase Burrow, ninth. Carter Langley round out the top ten. Taking a look at your pro late model points headed into South Boston next weekend. Luke Fenhouse is your points leader. Despite not winning a race thus far in 2022, he does have... 10 top 10 finishes in the 10 races. Caden Quapple, 15 points behind in second. William Sawalowicz, who missed this past weekend's race, he was the points leader going in. He's 45 markers behind. Austin McDonald, 48 markers behind, is fourth. And Cody King round out the top five. Looking at the late model stock car points heading into South Boston next weekend. Carson Quapple, despite missing this past weekend's race due to a suspension, still holds a 42-point lead over Connor Hall and Caden Honeycutt. Chad McCombie is fourth. He's 65 markers behind. Jacob Hefner round out the top five. He's 70 points behind leader Carson Quapple. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out on this segment of Stickered Up. We'll return. We'll talk to Caden Honeycutt. We said that we would have him back on if he won this past weekend at Ace Speedway. He did so. He also double-dipped and won the inaugural Orange Blossom Classic at Orange County Speedway. We'll talk to him via the GSX Traps Hotline. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the cars tour furniture for less prices 30 to 40 percent less than the big box furniture stores conveniently located 3301 richlands highway jacksonville north carolina 
Call Adam Resnick, 910-540-7157. That's 910-540-7157. For all your furniture needs, give them a call. Furniture for Less, official furniture supplier of the Stickered Up podcast. Follow them on Facebook at Furniture for Less Jacksonville. Practice, race, win. Performance Racing Warehouse, home of the PRW chassis. They feel the thrill of victory and agony of defeat with every customer. With a cutting-edge, track-tested chassis, they know what it takes to build a race-winning machine. The PRW chassis has a proven track record of wins and championships that speak for themselves. When you're ready to take your performance to the next level, come visit Performance and let them get you in victory lane. Online at PerformanceCenter.com. Also, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. And you can call Performance Racing Warehouse at 704-838-1400. This is Bobby McCarty, driver of the number 22 Solid Rock Carriers Toyota. You're listening to Stickered Up Podcast. Green Flag back, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast for the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Joining us via the GSX Raps Hotline, it's not deja vu. It's Caden Honeycutt, winner of this past weekend's Pereer Tank Lines 225 at Ace. Caden, we told you we'd get you back on on the show if you want, and yeah, you went out there, captured a checkered flag, and here you are again. Yeah, in a, in a weird fashion, I would say, uh, seeing how the weekend was was going for us, put an unexpected qualifying lap down, and you know, raced as well as as we did, uh, pretty much flipping the car upside down before before qualifying happened. Well, let me ask you this, man, because uh, I made a comment to you at Orange County uh, Saturday night after you won uh, in Victory Lane and said I'd see you on Tuesday for the podcast. But you know, we we make that we make that uh, promise to everybody that comes on the podcast that if you if you win this weekend, we'll have you back on the show. And you're only the second person to do such. And and I told you that the first person that uh, that did that was was your former boss, Justin Johnson, and he did that uh, week one and week two of uh, last season. Talk a little bit about, um, you know, how the whole weekend kind of started for you at Ace on Friday night. Man, it was just uh, so on Thursday we we thought that we we went with something different uh, that we were gonna try, tweaked on it, worked on it the whole day, just couldn't get it right uh, throughout the whole practices, and then Saturday we showed up, tried to go back to what exactly what we raced with uh, in August, I believe, when the last time we raced there, and uh, some reason it still didn't it still didn't work as good. There was something that wouldn't allow it to work that well. And then uh, Bobby had something really good for himself uh, after that practice was over. And I told uh, David, uh, my crew chief, I told him, I said, look, let's just do what Bobby's got. And I'll just want a little bit more aggressive right rear stuff, uh, which is what I usually been doing compared to Bobby this whole season. Um, just because of the different driver I am, not because, you know, I want something different to him just because I'm not the same. Uh, I don't like the same feel that he's got. But, um, but yeah, I, I pretty much had what Bobby had the last, in, in qualifying. Um, you know, I think he had a bad set of tires or something, and uh, that didn't allow him to run as good as that he, he probably could have. But uh, it pretty much made our car that much better, um, put down a heck of a qualifying lap, better than I expected. And then it raced. It, it, it completely shocked me the way it was able to race. It raced so well. Um, it was a little tight at the about the lap 110 mark, so it was uh, it was getting tight there when McCombie and I were going to be 
probably deucing it out if he didn't have a uh, didn't have his brake issue. But um, and just the effort that they put in the entire weekend was so worth it. They did such an amazing job. Uh, keep on trying things and, and not giving up. And you know we didn't give up. And we're competitors. We're going to do anything we got to do to win the race. And and um, that's pretty much what we did. And you know it worked out for us in the end. So. Really looking forward to uh, you know the next race that we got at Caraway that a race that I thought we should have had the, our first one of the year at, but uh, ended up working out on that. But uh, it was finally nice to have some luck on our side at the end of these, one of these dang races, and um, they couldn't come at a better time either for our team and, and for my me and my family. Well, as we mentioned last week when we chatted with you, a lot of success on the dirt. You hadn't seen it quite on the asphalt. Obviously, you had a win down with Jet Motorsports at uh, down in New Smyrna earlier this year uh, in a Super or, or in a Pro, but a lot of heavy expectations for you and Bobby both running for Nelson Motorsports. It, they've been the premier team uh, the last several years on the Cars Tour, and I don't think it's a, you know it's not saying anything that you guys have just had that big monkey on your back. You really haven't had the success that most people, including myself, had expected from you uh, with Nelson getting their first Cars Tour win, you know, in in the 13th of 15 races. How how big of a burden? Did did you put a burden on yourself to, to win races for those guys as much as you guys struggled earlier in the year with bad luck and, and, and things of that nature? Yeah, just, you know, I, I always kept on, you know, hounding on it to make sure that we were still keeping after it and, and you know, not giving up on the factor that we are a winning team and we can make it happen. We just need stuff to fall our way and we just need to hit on it on a weekend. And, uh, you know, that was that was the night that it, everything went the way it needed to go. And, um, you know, they never gave up. They always they Jeff, DJ, uh, Kevin and David, they worked they worked hard on those race cars. So nothing taken away from them the whole year. They they bust their butts all, all day on those cars and, you know, just didn't have what we needed to to be successful, um, you know, at the at the racetrack some weeks. But we had we've had speed at a pretty good majority of the year and just haven't had the the end of the race play out like it needed to to you know be able to contend for the win and, and that's happened to me personally like three or, at least three or four times this season so right um yeah just haven't had the luck that we needed there but you know it it, it just didn't it didn't bring a frown on their faces that you know they came to the racetrack with an attitude every week that we want to win no matter where where we are the points or what our situation was and um you know that, because of that I think that's what sparked us to uh, to a victory lane at, at ace and you know it made it that much sweeter for the team and it brought their confidence back knowing that they didn't forget how to win and they know how to prepare race cars to able to make that happen well again a very emotional victory lane and it just goes to show these cars tour races are so hard to win um just talk about i mean the just the the excitement the enthusiasm in victory lane Talk a little about and reflect on that. Man, it was just, you know, it was rejuvenating for all of us. You know, it, like I said, it just made a, made them not forget. They didn't know that, that they didn't forget how to win a race. They, you know, they, we've still, we've had it the whole year. We just haven't had things go the way that we needed to. And for them, I think it was a confidence booster knowing that they, they do know what that feeling is like and they want to, you know, keep on creating those those type of feelings and um you know for for me personally with my passing grandfather last week it was uh it was definitely you know it definitely helped me out a lot getting through that um 
Yeah, it just all around, everybody did a great job, and and they, uh, you know, it continues to to move on for the last two races, and you know, the never quit attitude of no matter how practice may go, you know, you always got qualifying in the race to make something happen uh, to turn it around, and you know, that's what they were able to make happen. So, um, yeah, this, like I say, it was just, it was a great victory for all of us. The team needed it. Jeff, DJ, and Kevin, and David needed it. Um, you know, hopefully it will, uh, it'll bring back even more confidence on the racetrack, knowing that they, that they were finally winners this season and, you know, they can, uh, they can move on and try to click off the last two, um, especially going into the next year as well. Well, no, no rest for the weary for young Caden Honeycutt, uh, a, a late starting late model race at ACE. I think that actually took the green flag around 10, 15 on Friday night, uh, after victory lane celebrations and all maybe snuck in a couple hours sleep. And then you headed about 30 minutes down the road to, uh, Orange County Speedway to, uh, see if you could do the old, uh, the double dip and, uh, by God, you you went out, you sat on the pole, you led every lap and dominated another ten thousand uh, dollar from from Mister Donnie Pereer uh, in the Orange Blossom Shootout. Uh, man, talk about the from victory lane to when you walked through the gate at Orange County. How much sleep did you get? Uh, me and Marcus and they were probably about the whole RNS crew didn't have but maybe three or four hours. <laughs> um, but man, we uh, Marcus and them brought an amazing race car to that track. Um, it was it was good right off the trailer. You know, I I've had experience in Orange. Uh, I've been to Orange County about three times or so, testing my first ever late mile stock at Orange County. Uh, nothing like bringing you. <laughs> nothing like being the first time at a place like Bristol for a late mile stock. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it, the car was awesome. I know exactly the feel that I think we needed to be able to win the race. And we clicked on it in the last session during our rotating practices. Um, never put on any really good tires, but we, we put on some decent ones, about 40 or 50 lappers and, uh, was able to make that work. And, um, you know, we sat on the pole and let every lap, man, it, the car was just great during the race trim. Uh, Marcus and them did an amazing job. Like I said, all of our sponsors did uh, to support us, to, you know, let us be at the racetrack, to bring us to the racetrack, I should say. Um, yeah, Rob, Marcus, Tracy, uh, uh, Charles, Caleb, um, Luke, uh, Joel, they did such a great job to, to make sure that we had what we needed to be successful. And uh, we ended up doing that over, you know, I would say one of the greatest guys there is in late ball stock racing history is, is Deke. And uh, I respect the heck out of him for racing me clean throughout the entire race. Um, you know, it was just, I think we had a little bit more drive than he did. We probably had about the same speed. We just had a little bit better drive. And, um, yeah, just a great race for us. I'm so happy we were able to win a race for RNS race cars, and uh, especially in the house car, makes us uh, makes it feel a little bit better. Um, and also looking forward to the other two races that we got planned with uh, with them uh, for the rest of the season for big money races. So, um, yeah, great race. Love Orange County to death, and hopefully we come back and be able to do that again. And that was one thing too that you mentioned in Victory Lane is, is that you felt like you weren't going to get the opportunity to run at Orange County this year because the cars tour, uh, it wasn't on their schedule for the first time, but um, you know, the, the powers that be at Orange County, Donnie Pereer uh, put together a, an end of the season race and had a pretty good variety of, of not just cars tour drivers, but late model drivers, a little bit different 
style of race than what a typical cars to a race because you guys are so close speed wise that it's really hard. But this particular event, you 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 had to encounter lap traffic probably um, more often than in a cars to a race. Did you race any differently knowing that, you know, it wasn't everybody was going to be kind of in the same ballpark where you had a couple of guys that might be two or three tenths off the pace once you got to racing? Yeah. So, you know, with that aspect, I knew it was going to be probably between me, you know, the cars guys, me, Carter, uh, Langley, Deke, um, uh, Jared. And, uh, and Lane, of course, um, you know, it, all we had to do was just not kill each other and, and be in the top five and just ride around, save our tires. And that, that was the issue is that you there could be a mixture of guys. And I know Jared uh, was the one that saved tires really massively harder than me and Deke did. And that was my kind of that was my fear of that was, you know, if some guy if somebody was going to sandbag good enough to still run in the top three or five and, and make that charge at the, in the end, uh, whenever that last stage came around and they just simply beat us on tire wear. Yeah. Um, you know, it was something I was concerned about the whole time, but I just, I just wanted to be the leader. And I felt like if I was able to control the race from the top on the restarts, I feel like I could have been fine. And, um, yeah, I just, I thought we were, I thought we were good and we still had really good speed whenever it was time to go. Um, so that didn't really affect us. So I did take the race a little bit different than I would a cars race, but, yeah. um, yeah, it was, uh, Lloyd Garner did a, an amazing job guiding me through, through lap traffic the entire race. And, uh, you know, we didn't really get hung up at any point in the race. I don't think probably once one time at the very end, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it was definitely a little bit different than I would, I would approach a car's race being 110% every lap, but, yeah. um, it was good. It was good to have. It was, it was very, it was very fun. I had a lot of fun and then, uh, I learned a little bit throughout that race too. Hopefully going back to Orange County, I know what to, to do differently to start the race, but, um, yeah, this, like I said, it was a great race. Uh, I thought uh, everybody did a great job on their end, especially your end, and you know, allowing us to be there. It was it was very cool, very good show. Hopefully, we'll be able to uh, do it again. Were you were you surprised that we had no organic cautions? You basically had the two cautions at the two stage breaks uh, with with such a diverse mix in the twenty two car field. Were you a little surprised that we didn't have an organic caution? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was expecting, you know, one or two. Maybe I wasn't, you know, going to be like uh, off the wall crazy thinking that we were going to have five cautions throughout the race or six or whatever. I knew there, you know, the stage breaks were there. Um, I thought the feel would have been a little bit different throughout the whole time. But as when I watch back, like people were actually racing each other the entire time. They just simply didn't wreck each other. And I thought that was very, I thought that was very impressive that we didn't have that, uh, uh, a cleanup or anything like that wreck. So, um, yeah, the field did a a great job. Everybody did a good job racing each other and not having any cautions. And I think that kind of helped us out, um, in the sake of heat cycles, but, uh, yeah, it was very, very odd. I thought there, I thought there would have been at least one or two, but everybody, you know, raced clean for the most part. And, um, you know, it shows, shows everybody that we, uh, we put on a great show. We did, uh, everything right. And it was probably fun to watch from the fan perspective. And, um, you know, it, it showed the, the great racing that we put on in orange and hopefully it'll bring other people back and show, 
uh, that other locals, you know, not just cars guys, but locals could come and, and not worry about uh, tearing their stuff up. Yeah. Caden, you won't be at South Boston next weekend in the cars tour event. Want to let you share with us, you know, where you, where you plan on being next Saturday. So the next Saturday I will be at uh, Homestead Miami Speedway uh, on, on Saturday, October 22nd, unfortunately on the same day at South Boston, uh, so that will be in the number 30, uh, range line Toyota, uh, TRD pro, um, for, uh, on point motorsports. We're looking to, uh, gain, uh, continue our momentum from Bristol and from Talladega, uh, of our 13th and 11th place finish and looking for our first top 10 of the season and, uh, you know, continue to, to turn heads in the Toyota camp and, and the TRD program, um, to get a little bit of help and show that we are a, a caliber team to run for the playoffs for next uh, season. And uh, yeah, I think that, you know, in this part of my career, I thought, I thought, I think it's a little bit more important for me to do that, uh, especially for the exposures that we've gotten over the last couple of weeks um, from very, two very important um, people in that aspect. So I thought, uh, you know, Miami is a, is a range line hometown race and, you know, I'd be kind of stupid if I didn't go and do that. So I'm going to take the time and go and do that, enjoy it and go run in the top 10 and really put a lot of effort into that. And then, uh, try to finish it off at the season finale at Phoenix and, and that will conclude the truck series schedule. So you will be at Caraway in the season finale for the Cars Tour with Nelson Motorsports, and then and remind us again, you have two more races uh, on the docket with with Marcus Richmond and RNS Race Cars. Uh, remind us where those races are at again. They will be at the uh, South Carolina 400 at Florence Motor Speedway, and the last one will be the Thanksgiving Classic at Southern National uh, Raceway Park uh, for the fifty thousand dollar to win race. And looking forward to the, doing those two with Marcus. Very, very much so. Very much so. Well, Caden, I can't thank you enough for coming back on, man. Uh, you know, I got the – we joked in, in victory lane on, on Friday night at Ace that we'd see you on Tuesday, and then uh, you just kind of reassured us that we were going to talk to you uh, by going back-to-back at Orange County. Uh, I know it takes a ton of people to get you to the racetrack. want to give you an opportunity again to thank those folks that get you there. Uh, I just want to uh, thank the guys from uh, Cars Tour and Nelson Motorsports. Um, but on a, you know, a great show cars do as always. Um, I just want to thank Nelson Motorsports, RNS race cars, solid rock carriers, uh, Chevrolet, Castrol, friends of Jacqueline foundation. I just appreciate them so much for, for getting us to the racetrack all the time. Uh, thank you, Jeff, David, Kevin, uh, uh, DJ, uh, all of our all of our crew guys and Nelson Motorsports, I appreciate them so much. Brad as well, uh, spotting me and Lloyd Gardner this weekend. Those two did a great job for me, and I appreciate them so much uh, more than that they can know. Um, and also at Orange County on the Arnest Race Cars, uh, Marcus Richmond, Tracy Richmond for the opportunity to wear the race car. I appreciate that very much from them. Uh, Rob, Caleb, uh, people as we call Charles, um, Joel, Luke Covington. Uh, Blake Stallings for helping us out as well. Um, just all, and all the people that at RNS for helping us there. Pepper Jack Kennels, Dreamer Motorsports, Matco Tools, uh, Rangeline, of course. Um, you know, they, they did a lot of effort in getting me there, and I appreciate that. Them from uh, Dave Drago uh, for their support as well. Tony Valento at Friends of Jacklands, uh, Rod at Race Face Advancement, my mom and dad, my girlfriend for their support, my friends and family. They watched it both nights, and uh, they continue to watch me throughout my career, and I appreciate them very much. And uh, 
And we got two more, one one more cars race, uh, hopefully to cap off the season with the W and uh, two more with with Marcus Rich and RNS race cars in the NASCAR in the NASCAR ranks. So, um, and also with the two more in the NASCAR came from World Truck Series. Hopefully, we'll have good runs in all of them. Get a get some wins out of those columns and uh, have good runs at the same time. So we'll see what we can do with that. You know, move on to uh, the next one. Caden, thanks so much for joining us again. Congratulations on both wins. Best of luck to you at Homestead this week or next weekend in the truck. And I will see you again at Caraway. All right, man. Thank you. That's Caden Honeycutt, winner of the Pereer Tank Lines 225 at Ace on Friday night and the Orange Blossom Shootout at Orange County on Saturday night. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out. We'll take this opportunity to come down pit road, sticker up. We bit back. We'll wrap up this edition. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast to the Cars Tour. Get the picture with Pit Road TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. For custom CNC sheet metal design and fabrication, GeoCut, aluminum, stainless, mild steel, parts, gussets, tabs, assemblies, and more. GeoCut, South Boston, Virginia. Large and small batch powder coating, media blasting, surface conditioning and finishing, and much more. GeoCut, 611 Railroad Avenue, South Boston, Virginia. GeoCut, 434-201-4824. Adam Zirkle, Performance Technologies, Video overlays powered by race trades. Compare your driving line around the track against the best and see how you stack up against the competition. They get every lap, every car. Every available car. at every Cars Tour event. New for 2022 Tracks on IT services and they can set up a network exclusive to your needs at the racetrack on race weekends. Contact Adam Zirkel. 434-222-8947 That's 434-222-8947 Delivery by truck part of the lifeblood of our nation solid rock carriers lagrange north carolina gets the job done specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods and here's an opportunity for you you can join the solid rock carriers team if you have a cdl license and would like to find out more call 252-521-1757 252-521-1757 for solid rock carriers supporting short track racers and industry professionals and the title sponsor of the car Tour. This is Mason Diaz, driver of number 24 Cyrock Carriers Late Mall Stock. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. White flag this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast for the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. We head to South Boston Speedway next weekend, October 21st and 22nd. Practice for the late model stock cars will start on Friday afternoon at 1.30, alternating practices with the pro late models until 5.30. Teams will return back to the track at 7 a.m. Saturday morning. A uh, little bit, a uh, little bit different schedule for the cars tour this weekend. Late model stock car practice will go from 8:15 with the alternating practices with the pro late models until 9:45. There'll be a uh, single car qualifying for the late model stock cars goes off at 12:15. Pro late models at 12:45. Fan fest on the track will go from 1:15 to 2:15. 2:30 driver introductions. 
Green flag will fly at South Boston Speedway at 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Pro late models will go for 100 laps. Late model stock cars will go for 125. We will preview next weekend's event at South Boston Speedway in next week's edition of the Stickered Up podcast. want to thank all those folks that helped Stickered Up come to you each and every week. Kirk Ipock with Solid Rock Carriers. PJ Bryant with Bryant Shack Technology. Adam Resnick with Furniture for Less, Roger Johnson at PRW, Performance Center Racing Warehouse, also Adam Zirkle, Adam Zirkle Performance Technologies and GeoCut, and Tony Stevens at Pit Row TV. Also want to thank the folks here at Broadcasting Experts, Dave Perkins, Morgan Patrick, for making us sound good each and every week. And want to thank our guest this week on the Stickered Up Podcast, Caden Honeycutt. That's the checkered flag on this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Dunn. Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.